You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Psalm 23 tonight. This is one of several texts I want us to see. I have a new Bible that Stephen and Ethan Manley have given me, and I'm enjoying it. But I was reading this past week through the book of Ezekiel, and that's where we'll wind up tonight. And God spoke to my heart about these, the good shepherd and the faithless shepherd. A faithful shepherd and a faithless shepherd. And it speaks so much to my heart that I knew God was speaking to me and dealing with me about it. And I began to just jot notes in my new Bible and jot notes on my paper. I always try to study the text before I go to any books. And I'd spent quite a bit of time studying the text. And then I thought, you know, maybe I'll pull out, it's on the my counter right there, it's on my desk, my Bible I've used the last couple of years. And I got looking, and I about had the same markings. However, I must have preached from that chapter, chapter 34, in the last year or two. It's a different message, but the same thought. And I thought, Lord, maybe I shouldn't do this, but at the same time, if God speaks to me again about the same text, we'll use the same text tonight. I want to be a good shepherd. But I want to come to you not just as a pastor. I truly believe that every person in this room is a shepherd in some category, some area. If you're a mother, you're a shepherd, shepherdess. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you're a shepherd. A bus worker, you're a shepherd. A shepherd cares for others. You're caring for the flock. If you're a preacher, you're a shepherd. If you are the, uh, the, the one that is the manager or the president of the company, you're a shepherd to your flock. If you're the president of the student body at the school, or a class officer at the college, you're a shepherd. If you're the chaplain of the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior class, you're a shepherd. If you're a dorm supervisor on the six floors of the dormitories, you're a shepherd. Whatever your capacity is, if you're a deacon, a deacon's wife, you're a shepherd. Every deacon, we call them under shepherds, they all have 45 to 48, as many as 50 families, they are responsible in our church. We have 33 deacons. We have another 11 that have just completed training that could be voted in if we so choose with the church to do so in January. And they are responsible to shepherd a flock. And tonight I want that to be our thought that I'm a shepherd. I'm a lady, but I'm a shepherd. I'm an older sibling, I'm a shepherd to my younger siblings. I'll have you remain seated because I want to read a few texts, but we'll start with Psalm 23. And ladies, if you would be so kind as to read these first six verses, all the ladies of the church, Psalm 23, and as the Lord is the chief shepherd, 1 Peter 5, 
I'm a little shepherd, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. You're a little shepherd. Ladies, could you read it? Ready, begin. The Lord is my John 10. This is the dissertation of the Good Shepherd. We're going to read verses 1 through 14. John 10, 1 through 14. And we find the shepherd and the sheep and the sheepfold and the flock. John 10, 1 through 14, where we begin verily, verily, or truly, truly. Let us read together. Ready, begin. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he follows his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he bringeth forth his own sheep, he goeth. please tonight Ezekiel 34 and thank you so much for reading the scripture would you stand with me once you have found that Ezekiel 34 and I know I've called upon you let's stand please I know I've called on you to read much scripture tonight I would like to read the entire 31 verses we will not I would like you to read them this week if you will in this chapter 34 you'll find 40 times the word sheep, or sheep, uh, shepherd, or flock, pasture. You'll find that it's dealing with the sheep. 
and the shepherd. God's given us an illustration of a poor shepherd and a good shepherd. Though we will not read the entire chapter, could we read together verses 1 through 10? Ready, begin. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, notice that the shepherds are careless notice with me tonight the word of the Lord came unto me saying that's a statement you see over and over if you'll notice back in chapter 33 again the word of the Lord came unto me saying God's always talking to Ezekiel God's speaking to you do you hear him do you hear what he's saying about his sheep your children your Sunday school class, your bus route, pastor, your people. Are you listening, pastor? I'm talking to myself. He said, son of man, prophesy, what's that next word? Against the shepherd. You don't want God to be against your shepherding. I don't want God to be against that I, I, I feel so convicted, I'm so far behind. I've got so, I have so many calls yet to make and visits to make and people, to, I know I'm frustrating some of you. It's been the most unusual year of my life. I'm literally trying my best for the church of God and this college to work in the schools around the clock. I can't keep up. You have to, and you've been patient. But one of the things that grieves me is I can't stay up right now with all the things that keep coming at me. I love it. But I feel at times I'm being careless. I need to get here. I need to get here. And I need to make this visit and talk to this person to get to this place. And God's saying to these shepherds, you don't even care. It doesn't bother you. Prophesying to them saying, the, the, thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, whoa! 
Woe unto the shepherds. They feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? We read tonight that it is the shepherd that leads you beside still waters. A shepherd doesn't lead you to turbulent waters. Sheep are fearful animals. They cannot face turbulent waters. It has to be still waters. He leads me to good pasture, green pasture. And that's my job, mother and dad. That's your job to lead your children to pasture that's nourishing and good. And I'm even talking about health books right there, mother. I'm amazed how many mothers have no idea. We were in class a few weeks ago about your adrenal glands. Mothers need to know about the adrenal glands for kids. Mothers need to know about low blood sugar, how much food to put in the body when you go to bed at night. Mothers need to know about the, 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 the different types of quality of food and the different foods that you put on a plate that's nourishment. And mothers need to know what time you stop eating at night. Mothers need to know how to feed a family and care for a family. And it's not Monday night Burger King Tuesday night pizza, Wednesday night Carl's Jr., and, there, and on and on it goes. They have these things called kitchens and houses now. And I'm all for, I know once in a while we all go out and we do that. Those children need vegetables. They need vegetables. They need good food, nourishing food, and food that will sustain them. And school teacher, your students need nourishing pastures so that when you get to mathematics and you get to science and you want to teach something, you have already been in the field in the pasture and you see it's green and you have something to give and you're not just giving from what you've taught in the past. It's nourishing food. My Bible says not only in that verse how they feed themselves, go over to verse 8, the latter part of the verse, the shepherds feed themselves, not the flock. You go in the ministry, boys. It's not about how the church can take care of you. It's how you can take care of the church's flock. You're the shepherd. You're to lead them to green pastures. You're going to have to get in that little study every single week and study the Word of God so that God's people get to Sunday school and Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night because I can't miss a meal. What would you think? And I remember back in the 70s, I told this. I don't know if I've told it since. What would you think if you invited Pastor Mrs. Tree with your home for dinner? <clears throat> and we say, we're coming. And you say, come at 6 o'clock on Friday night. And I say, on behalf of my wife and I, will be there. 6 o'clock, Friday night. You call back and say, by the way, Mrs. Trebo, would you ask Pastor what he would like to eat? Let's say that I say, and I'm not asking for this, and I would probably not, but yeah, here, let me put Pastor in touch. Oh, yes. How are you, sister? I tell you what, whatever you make is fine, but if you could make steak, that would be great. And they put a little lobster there, too. I don't know if I've had lobster in 30 years, but I just throw that out there. Withdrawn butter. Woo-hoo! And could you put some corn on the cob? If you just, you know, it's no big deal, but if you want. 
corn on the cob and some green beans would be good too if you think about that. And then I'm wondering if you could, look, it's no big deal. You can have hamburgers helper as far as I'm concerned. But if you want to know, it, would you like, would you make some, would you make some homemade rolls too? That'd be all right too. And, and, and well, Pastor, would you eat dessert? Well, not really, but go ahead. Anything with chocolate would be great. And if you want to make a couple different so we can sample them, anything with strawberries would be good as well. Our berries would be good. Our cobbler would be good. On top of that, and Friday comes, and you've been getting the house ready, and you get the kids off to school, and you get the husband out the door, and, and you go to the store and buying all this as fresh as can be, and you're working, and you're working, and you're working, and you got it all ready. Well, I hope they're on time. At six o'clock, it's going to be perfect at six o'clock. And you know, we just don't show at six o'clock, and we don't show at 6.15, and we don't show at 6.30. And, and, and she says, watch this, because it's always this way. She says to her husband, are you sure he understood what day it was? Why is the man always wrong? And, and, and you say, oh, no, he said 6 o'clock. She said, they're, they're not here. This, this is all getting cold now. It's all getting soggy. And at 7 o'clock, we're not there. And she said, I, you know, she's hoping either there's been a very terrible accident or there's going to be a very terrible accident. And she said, you call him. She goes, no, 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 let me wait. Maybe, maybe something happened. And at 7.15, he said, I'll call. Hello, I answer the phone. And, and, and he says, Pastor, this is so-and-so. We're planning dinner tonight. Oh, about that, we can't make it. We got busy. We'll take a rain check. She's going to rain check me, I'll tell you that right now. You know, I'm not saying I prepare the best meals. I try. And I'll be up perhaps tonight working on next week already. And I'll get up early every day this week and I'll study every day this week to get the hors d'oeuvres ready for Sunday school. And sometimes you look and I look and say, where are they? Oh, we had 102 in our young couples class. That's wonderful. Where are they? And so I'll put out about 25 absentee letters tomorrow. And, and then I think maybe they'll show up for the 11 o'clock service. I've got a message I want them to hear on Jabez's prayer. And I look, they're not here. They're not here. And I feel like calling you right. What's going on? Where are you? You're not in the hospital, are you? And then maybe they, they got confused and coming to the 6 o'clock evening meal, and they're not at the evening meal on Sunday night. Friend, we are too casual with the Word of God and the feeding from the Word of God. Revolving church these days. God's man is trying to get something ready. Your mother's trying to get something ready to feed you. School teacher trying to get something ready. And you sleep and we don't do our homework and we don't do our work and we blow it off. I think I'll sleep in today. Not on my watch you're not sleeping in. You're getting out of bed. The careless shepherds know what the Bible says. You eat the fat, clothe you with wool. You're worried about you but not them. You kill uh, them that are fed. But you feed not the flock. Uh-oh, 
Look what else happens. Not are they neglected sheep, they're diseased sheep. The disease have not strengthened. Neither have ye healed that which is sick, was broken. You realize that the sheep of your pastor, your class, may get sick spiritually this week, may get diseased this week. Sheep are incredible animals. They look so nice and the white wool, but they're very dirty. They're filthy animals. And, and the shepherd, he goes before them. Thou preparest the table. Has nothing to do with dinner. It's the same word in Greek and in Hebrew and in Spanish. It's the word mesa, a table, a flat spot. And the shepherd goes ahead and he walks and he gets everywhere he can and he looks and says, there's a flat place right there. No no jagged rocks. Looks like there's no wild prey that's been up here. And the shepherd, he builds himself a sheepfold. And he takes the sheep and he goes back and he gets them and he brings them back to the sheepfold. You know, it's an interesting thing what that shepherd does. He leads them to the sheepfold, but the sheepfold soon because they're dirty animals. The sheepfold, it's small. It's to keep the wild animals out. And they begin to deposit dung, and I know it's very gross to say that, but the, the dung is there, and they lay in that during the night hours, and they disease their bellies. And that's why the shepherd, you're reading the books on even this day, a shepherd will never let them stay in the sheepfold late into the day, early in the morning. The shepherd gets up and gets them out of the sheepfold. Why? Because they get diseased in there. The only reason they're in the sheepfold is to protect them from wild animals. And they're in the sheepfold. And as the shepherd, he calleth them out. We read it in the book of John. They calleth them out by name. Hey! And he names the, I, I thought about this this week, naming some names of sheep, but anybody I name is one of your names. So he calls the first one. Real, the, the best looking sheep of the whole thing. Just such a good-looking sheep. Come here, Jack. <laughs> and Jack comes out. And you know what that shepherd does at the door of the sheepfold? He feels under the belly. And he'll turn them to the side, laying in the dung. He will actually use his hands and pull off any dung that has stayed on him. He'll feel the belly to make sure that there's no disease. He'll look at little Jack that little sheep and he'll put his hands on his face and look at that little sheep face and he'll say and he'll witness oh oh no you're diseased you're diseased and you've heard it through the years I've told you the disease of the sheep often are not only the belly laying in that filth but the sheep also get right here in the corners of their eyes on all four points because sheep constantly have eyes that have mucus and they're running and if they're not anointed their head with oil, the oil drives, Psalm 23, it drives the, the, the insects away. But if they're not anointed with oil, the insects come and they fly into this spot here and here and they actually build a nest and they web there and in that nest they'll lay their eggs and a careless shepherd who has a diseased flock, you'll go out to his pasture where they're there and the sheep 
are instead of grazing, they're head to head and they're rubbing heads together because their eyes are itching because of the disease and what they're doing, they're spreading the disease and that happens in New Testament local churches. We rub heads together. We share information that we should keep to ourselves. We do that through Facebook and the internet. And we say things we ought to left undone and mind your own business. You're diseasing other of the flock. Your job's not to disease the flock. Well, you know, pastor, no, you're diseasing the flock. Well, you know how it is around here. No, you're diseasing the flock. And here, the Bible says the disease have you not strengthened. You know, all these sheep, it's so sad when you see them because it looks like nobody cares. That shepherd has put them in a sheepfold. There's no way out. They're pinned in on all sides. But when the shepherd gets the sheep in the sheepfold, he lays in the doorway of the sheep sheepfold because John says, I am the door. And if any prey is getting in the sheepfold tonight, they're going to have to come through me. And mother and dad, I beg you, I plead with you in these balconies of the lower floor. I plead with you, would you get your eyes open to the sheep of your pasture? Would you watch what your kids are doing? You say, I trust them. No, don't do that. God calls that youthful sins. Their flesh is going to be prone to wander and to sin. The devil's going to try to get them early in life. There's no such thing as a perfect child in your home growing up. You're going to have to keep your eyes open. Some of you dear parents, you think, well, my son, my daughter, our children, they're just so respectful. They're so, dis they're just so, they always obey. They're so amazing. They can do this and they can do that. And they have a wicked heart. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And there's not a kid growing up in a Christian home that's not on the attack of the devil and he's not on the attack of his flesh. Not a one. And there's a season in the life in particular. It may be this great or this great or this great. It might come from an outside influence. It might come from a relative. It might come from the internet unbeknownst to mother and dad as they show, shadow and ghost their internet names and how they can get on without your knowledge. It might be the hidden heart. That was my problem in high school. I really wanted to do right. And I really wanted to live God for God. But there was a part of me that wanted to live for the world. And I battled that back and forth. My mother did not know. My dad did not know. My pastor did not know. My pastor's wife did not know. But I felt like I'd go back and forth all the time. I wanted, especially at church, to live right and do right and sing. And I wanted to listen to teaching and preaching. I wanted, I got to the public school and I did not involve myself in what they were doing, but I wanted to involve myself in it. My parents would have ever known that. It would have broke their, broken their hearts. I'd get in my car and go to work early 
in school my senior year, nine o'clock in the morning, full-time job. I wouldn't turn, there wasn't rock and roll. It wasn't really, rock and roll didn't come out until really the 50s. And I'd play these songs that I knew if my mother and dad or my pastor knew on a local station here, if they knew I was playing that songs, those songs, they'd been disappointed in me. I'd made sure I always turned my radio off when I got home late at night. I didn't want them to discover it. I don't care who your kid is. I don't know if a kid in the world ever loved a father more than I loved my dad. I never wanted to hurt him, never wanted to disappoint him. I don't know how he did it. I do not know how he captured my heart. No real education after high school. I don't know how he did it, but somehow, though he's dead, he still has my heart. And I want you to know that the shepherd, you're going to have to lie in the doorway of the sheepfold and keep the wolves out of the sheepfold. You're going to have to keep wrong music out of the sheepfold. It seems like sometimes you're against everything. I tell you, I feel that way, but I'm trying to raise good, healthy, nourishing sheep that are not diseased. Not only these sheep, but look, look, not only they neglect it, they're discarded, they're diseased, they're lost. Verse 4 says that we're driven away, neither have you sought that which was lost. You don't seek the lost. Good shepherd seeks the lost. They've wandered. Look at what, what happened, verse 6, these wandering sheep. The sheep wandered through the mountains. Upon every high hill, they're going to get hurt there. An old song in Moody's era, the 90 and 9. Sankey wrote it, I believe. There were 90 and 9 safely lay in the shelter of the fold, but one was out. In your Sunday school class, you've got a kid that's away from God. He might be a third grader or an eighth grader or a twelfth grader. Doesn't it break your heart that you've got a, a, a sheep that's away from the fold? It's like in the book of Luke in chapter 16 where the father, the man, he left the 99 and he went out to seek for the one lost. Hey, just don't disregard the diseased sheep and don't disregard the wandering sheep and don't disregard the lost sheep. And don't see the sheep come back and say, well, the backslider is bad. I've wandered far away from God, but now I'm coming home. The paths of sins, so long I've trod, but now I'm coming home. Somebody has some wandering sheep in your home tonight. Perhaps they're now adults, and they've wandered away from God. Never give up on them. Love them. Pray for them. I want you to see the sheep were wandering. They were endangered. Verse 8, let's say the Lord, my flock became a prey. My flock became meat to every beast of the field. There was no shepherd. Neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord, behold, I'm against the shepherd. Then there's the good shepherd. Verse 11. For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he's among the sheep that is scattered. So will I seek out my sheep. 
I will bring them from the people. Verse 14, I'll feed them in good pasture. I'll feed my flock. Verse 15, and I'll cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which is lost. Notice what he says in verse 23, I'll set up one shepherd. Verse 26, there shall be showers of blessing. Verse 28, there shall be no more a prey to the heathen. Verse 31, verse 30, they shall know that I am the Lord, I am with them. They, even my house of Israel, my people, saith the Lord, my flock and the flock of my pasture are man, and I am the Lord your God. Tonight, as we stand together, let's stand, shall we? I'm going to ask you to consider your shepherding skills. I have a book in my library I pulled down this past week, written by a sweet lady. And she just, she happens to be a black lady. And she wrote regarding black homes, where are our fathers gone? Well, I tell you, as I thumbed through it and reread it, it's not just a black home. What about the white home? What about the Filipino home? And the Chinese home, the Asian home, whatever it might be. What about the Hispanic home? Dads, where are you? You're the shepherd. What's wrong with us that we're so careless with our sheep? Our sheep need our prayers. Our sheep need good pasture. Our sheep need to be inspected for disease. And our sheep need to be cared for. Our sheep need to realize there's someone standing and sitting and lying in the doorway that's going to protect the sheep. Sunday school teacher, you're the shepherd, bus worker. It's not time to quit the bus route. It's time to shepherd the flock. Who's going to reach these kids? Who's going to help these families? You single adults, you're out of college now or you're starting your career. You're part of my flock. Don't, don't, don't go down the path of just success and dominance. I'm so important. Go. And so, well, maybe I don't need church. I certainly don't need a real conservative church like this. I want more of a, no, 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 be careful. Every man, Judges 17, 6, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Don't become the shepherd of your life. You're the sheep. I know many churches right now that are without pastors, many. And they're saying, do you know of a pastor, Brother Treeper? And I said, I don't. But I said, you better find one fast because shepherdless sheep are dangerous sheep. Sheep are going to try to do something they're not qualified to do. They're going to try to figure out who they should have as the shepherd. They better get someone pretty fast because that shepherd's going to have to leave the flock. Don't become the shepherd if you're not the shepherd. Be the sheep. But where you're the shepherd, be a good one. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. 
May God bless you as you serve Him this week.